the Create and Thrive podcast episode 94, how to use the subscription model to grow your handmade business. I'm Jess Van Den and this is the Create and Thrive podcast. A former school teacher, I turned my handmade hobby into a thriving business and I also teach other creatives how to do the same. My goal is to help you learn how to turn your creative hobby into a thriving, profitable business. So let's get learning. Hey Thrivers, Jess here. Welcome to another episode of the Create and Thrive podcast. It's lovely to have you with me. I'm uh, enjoying being home again, enjoying some lovely weather. Uh, Finally made it to the beach last week, which was awesome. Uh, Getting out, walking around. It's uh, just started to cool off here. It's the end of summer. Just, just about to tip over into autumn, which is my favorite season. So... The days have started to cool off, which is brilliant. It's my favorite time of year with the beautiful blue sky days and, you know, 25 to 30 degree temperatures. It's absolutely perfect. So I'm hoping to spend a little bit more time outside in the coming months uh, while the weather is glorious. And also in uh, other news, uh, Create and Thrive related, if you've been waiting for setup shop to run again I have good news I have set the dates for the first run of the program this year and it's going to be running in May so it's actually going to start the 1st of May I was considering running it in April but then I realized everybody who has kids probably bad time because it's school holidays for everyone so I decided on May and you guys helped me decide on May I asked (laughs) and the people voted so May it is. So look out for that if you want to uh, take advantage of that course, a 30-day intensive course helping you to set up your shop online. And uh, I look forward to going through that with you. And uh, I've had, goodness me, six or 700 people go through that course in the last few years. So you'll be in good company. And some of them have gone on to create really awesome online handmade businesses. So today, what have I got for you? I have an interview for you with Felicity from Holtz, who is uh, currently from a company called Crate Joy. Uh, Crate Joy is a company that helps people to uh, sell subscription boxes. And uh, I don't know if you know this, if you've been around a long time, you may, but I actually did subscriptions way back in the day for Ethereal. I actually had an earring of the month club which I talk a bit more about in this episode. And it was a really good stepping stone to growing my business. So uh, in this episode, we're going to talk about uh, subscription boxes um, and subscription clubs, either running your own or being part of someone else's and the pros and cons and the things to know about being part of a subscription box. And Felicity's very knowledgeable about this. She's she's um, actually run a couple of her own subscription boxes in the past. Uh, one called Lily and another one called Beauty Box 5. She's actually uh, got a background in the beauty industry specifically, but has also worked with a lot of indie uh, beauty makers. And now that she works with Crate Joy, obviously, they work with makers of all stripes. So we're going to go through all of that sort of stuff in this episode. It's really interesting if you've ever considered, uh, you know, doing one of those subscription boxes or even one of those programs where you like, you, you know, you provide a bulk amount of items at a reduced price. It's a similar sort of idea. The idea 
uh, being part of someone else's is you know box is to get your your brand out there and we talk about uh, a lot of you know how to do that how to find boxes to be part of and how to run your own subscription club or whatever it might be uh so yeah i hope it, you know if you've never thought about it i do recommend you give this a listen because it could be something that could work really well for your business and if you do run your own subscription box or sub- subscription club oof, say that five times fast <laughs> Um, hopefully you'll get some tips on how to maybe improve things from this episode. And uh, I'd love to hear from you, obviously, as always. So don't hesitate to get in touch if you've got some um, tips of your own or some questions about this episode. So let's get started. Hi, Felicity. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. So today we're going to be talking about something that I have some experience with and I know a lot of my Thriver Circle members and other makers are interested in or have tried and that is subscriptions or subscription boxes. Uh, So Felicity, Felicity has come on the show to chat to me about that. Why you ask? Well, I'll let her introduce herself uh, and who she currently is working with and uh, it'll become clear. So Felicity, if you could just do that, that would be awesome. Of course, of course. Um, I am a program manager for CreateJoy.com, and we are a uh, hosting platform for subscription businesses. So if you are interested in starting a subscription box, um, we kind of give you all the tools you need outside of sourcing product and packing and shipping your boxes. Um, we also have a great marketplace where you can host your box and you essentially get some free marketing for us, um, makes the process pretty easy for you. Um, and I have a background in subscriptions as well. Um, I come from two different boxes. I worked for uh, Beauty Box 5, um, which is a subscription sample beauty box. Um, and then I also started a box called uh, Lily. And Lily was a luxury lifestyle box. Um, outside of that, I've been in the beauty business for a long time. So really excited to be on the show today and talk to you some more about the boxes. Excellent. So uh, let's start from the beginning. Uh, the idea of having a subscription or a subscription box. Why would somebody, especially a maker who has a limited output, limited amount of time, why would it be a good idea for them to consider something like that? You know, I think it's a good way to 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 kind of keep your sales funnel open. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are people. I feel like, especially with makers, like you find a maker that you love and you love everything they do. Um, and if you're looking for customers like that, then it's great that you can give them, you know, different pieces of what it is you're doing every month. Whether you're changing the fragrance on their favorite bath salt, or you're making them a new crocheted um, cool little toy to give to their kids, um, it's a great way to keep your brand front and center. And I feel like it definitely helps keep, you know, like if they're looking to gift or they're, it's Christmas, you know, they keeps that brand right in the front of their mind every month. Um, and that way they're more likely to share it. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's a good way to bring in residual income as well. I mean, you know, you've got those, those boxes coming in and that income coming in every month. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I know uh, quite a few makers, especially, uh, like yarn dyers and people like that who are always kind of experimenting with new things. Uh, they, they often use their subscription services as a way to test new colorways and new products as well. So they're sending out, you know, the first look at their new designs to their subscribers, uh, and getting feedback from that before they put it into a larger amount of production. Oh, that's a super smart way to do it. I mean, if you, you know, if you've got the the chain together and you know how you're going to, you know, do your surveys afterwards and follow up, um, it's a beautiful way to, to see what's out there and see what people are enjoying. Yeah. So one question I have now, I'll, I'll just give a bit of background. I actually did a subscription service a couple of years ago with my jewelry. Um, it was called the Earring of the Month Club, uh, the Ethereal Earring of the Month Club. And um, probably about, gosh, four or five years ago now. And I ran it for about a year, a year and a half. 
And what I did was I set it up so that uh, people could buy, and we'll talk a little bit more about this, I'm sure, people could buy a certain length of subscription. So they could buy three months, six months, or 12 months, and they could, you know, buy it for themselves or buy it for a friend or a family member as a gift. And I would actually create a new design, an exclusive design every month and send it out to my subscribers. And um, so the reason I did it that way is because I wanted it to be something unique and like to have that sort of Mm -hmm. scarcity mindset around it in that if you weren't a subscriber, you couldn't get access to these designs. Um, And it was also a surprise. So, you know, I made something new and they wouldn't know what it was till I got it. So you get that sort of element of excitement and um, surprise and fun around it as well. And I really enjoyed that. Literally, the only reason I stopped is because I was too busy. I got too busy with other stuff. Oh, I can understand that totally. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I just, I had to sacrifice something. So that's what I had to, I had to give up. But it was good. And I, you know, at some, at one stage I had quite a lot of subscribers and it was a great way, especially my business is still growing then so it was a great way to get like you said that regular income um although the way i set it up is that you know they didn't pay each month it was a one-off payment and i in hindsight if i'd thought about it i would have done it in the pay by the month subscription model um Mm -hmm. because then you do get it kind of rather than getting a chunk of money randomly you get it on a regular Mm -hmm. basis um, yeah, and so that's that kind of worked really well. And there, there's probably a lot of points we can hit on there of, of things that you can think about with your subscription box. So um, just quickly, let's talk about the financial aspect. You know, is pros and cons of having a pay-by-the-month or a pay-up-front sort of model. You know, it, it really depends. I mean, you know, with there's, you know, your monthly subscription where you're going to have that reoccurring monthly income. Um, but most boxes will offer as well, like a quarterly or a yearly subscription. And with those, you do get that money in a lump sum. Mm. Um, when it really comes down to it, it's knowing how to do your taxes, how you're going to do your accounting. Right. Um, you know, you, you kind of have to sort it out to where, you know, I've, I've seen boxes and that's what we did with Beauty Box 5 is we kind of like placed those yearly payments out. So even though we got that lump sum, we didn't put it on our accounting Mm. until it came that month. Um, and so it, it's kind of deciding how you want to run your back end and what makes the most sense for you. Um, you can offer just a monthly subscription. You don't have to do the three month or the, you know, the quarterly, um, or you could just do a quarterly. Um, mm. It's really up to you and kind of when you need that money and how you're, you want your accounting to work. I mean, as you get bigger, um, especially, you know, if you're a smaller brand, it's, it's not too detrimental if it's just that one lump sum. Um, but it is nice to see that monthly income come in if you're just <laughs> doing the regular subscription. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a very comforting thing to know you've got that. That, at least that much income uh, coming in each month. And the, the thing that um, I think is another benefit of of having the, you know, three, six or 12 month thing is that's easy to give to someone because it's that one-off payment. You know, someone can buy it for a friend or a family member and, and give it to them. Whereas paying for an ongoing subscription, it might be a bit more daunting to do that. Well, and you save money too. I mean, if you look at most of the subscriptions out there, um, if you're purchasing a quarterly or yearly, you actually save money um, mm. over just the monthly subscription. So, you know, if you fall in love with a certain subscription box, then then you're going to want to do the yearly because you get, you know, a dollar or two off a box. Um, yeah. So it's another piece of the pie. Yeah, that is very true. And what do you think about the idea of like um, when, when sending out stuff, should you send out new, like I did, you know, exclusive stuff or should you send out your best sellers or like, how do you decide what you're going to be sending each month? I actually used to find it a little bit daunting because every month I'd have to go, oh my God, I have to come up with something new <laughs> this month to send out <laughs> to my subscribers. Uh, so that can be a bit stressful. 
Oh, it definitely can be. I mean, you know, with the, you know, I'll, I'll address this a couple ways. You know, I think the exclusivity is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can see it even in a box where there's four or five products. When somebody receives an exclusive item that can only be found at this one subscription box or by this one retailer, it sparks excitement. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also a great thing to use as your kind of sneak peek preview. Um, because people do, they get excited when they know that they're the only ones that are going to get it. Um, but like you said, it's kind of a daunting task where you have to come up with something new every single month. Yep. Um, outside of that, you know, with, you know, I'll use Lily, for example, um, the luxury lifestyle box that I did, um, you know, think kind of a combination of anthropology meets your favorite gourmet grocery store meets your favorite spa. Mm, Um, and I worked very, (laughs) it was real fun. I always joked there was nothing in that box you needed, but everything you wanted. Um, (laughs) but with Lily, I themed the boxes. So there was, you know, a brunch box or a dinner party box or whatever. Um, and I found that that really helped me kind of figure out what was going to go in it. I would usually brainstorm about, you know, okay, if it's the brunch box, maybe we need a champagne opener. And what about invitations? Or do you need a, you know, a cute tea towel? Um, so that usually helped me kind of figure out what I was going to do. Um, you can also look at seasonality. I mean, mm. we would do a red carpet ready box. So right when, you know, the Oscars were coming out or, or things like that. Um, so that's another way to, to kind of look at it. Cool. Yeah, that's that's some really good ideas, actually. And you said about the, the mix thing. So and that's another thing to think about, you know, if you are, you know, you're a maker, obviously it will depend on what you make, but are you just going to send out one item or are you going to send out multiple items, you know, of different price points and kind of working out, uh, I guess the pricing as well, it can be a little bit tricky because people always struggle to, to work out how, you know, especially makers who don't have a lot of business backgrounds struggle to work out how to price their items. So, and what people will pay for like a monthly subscription box. I, you know, I, I guess most people think, oh, it's got to be pretty cheap. You know, you're not going to be spending a hundred dollars a month on a subscription box, but maybe people do. I don't know. You know, people do when they're out there. I mean, you see like a lot of the boxes that are quarterly, um, fit fab fun is one of them. Um, you know, there, I think, $49 or $50. Lily was $50. Um, you know, I, I'll say a couple of things from the point of someone who was sourcing products from makers for Lily. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that notoriously, most of my makers underpriced their products terribly. Mm. Um, the quality was usually amazing. Um, and the prices they were charging was just, it, it was ridiculous. It was one of the things where I was like, you guys, I, I know I tell my makers all the time, I'm like, you could charge three times more for this product. Yeah. Like, I'm serious right now. Um, <laughs> but I think she, they they do. They can charge a lot it's more, so especially when it's yeah. handmade, that, mm-hmm. that handmade touch. Um, but as far as like pricing their, their items and pricing the subscription box, you know, uh, most of the boxes are a discount. The idea is that if you are subscribing to this monthly thing, you're going to get some kind of, you know, special discount. Mm-hmm. Um, when you think about, you know, a beauty box and you get a full-size mascara that's $12 and the box itself is only $12. So I think the industry itself has kind of lent itself to this whole you're going to get a deal. Mm. Um, And so you do have to expect that you're probably not going to get what you might charge retail for something. Okay. Um, And so you have to kind of, you know, adjust accordingly. Um, But I mean, the the market bears everything from a $12 box to a a $75 box. Um, So it's really kind of figuring out what you need to make to make yourself happy um, and then moving on from there. Okay. I, what came to mind for me was that, you know, if, and first of all, you're absolutely right. I'm constantly telling, <laughs> telling people to charge more <laughs> for their work. Um, it's a chronic problem in our industry. And also, you know, thinking about it in the sense of your box being wholesale rather than retail, perhaps. So if you're, if you're selling your stuff at a proper retail price, you can afford to cut 
it down a bit for a subscription box because you know if you've done the maths right you should be earning what you need to earn on a wholesale price for that item anyway so you know that could be a good way of looking at it uh, especially if you have a, a good enough volume of subscribers to actually make it worthwhile in the long term um, so yeah I think just putting that that sort of different mindset on it rather than thinking I have to charge full price and how can I afford to sell this stuff at that price um, it's a good way to look at it definitely and also what you said about uh you touched on that um point which made me think you know if you're if you're if you're ever approached by someone else to be part of their box for example you have to think about it as a marketing exercise like it's a it's a way for you to get your brand exactly yeah get your brand out into the world and into people's hands who might not have found it previously and the idea is obviously to get them excited about your product maybe they'll hopefully come back and buy more hopefully they'll tell their friends so you know you see it not just as a product um cost but as a marketing cost as well exactly you know and that's something that that i i I kind of preach to a lot of the merchants that we have on the create joy platform and and i try and explain you know to to the the folks that i'm working with with my vendors you know it subscription boxes if it's not your own and you're wanting to work with others it really is a marketing expense and Mm -hmm. you do have to as the maker you know kind of be ready to even drop under wholesale Mm -hmm. um and, and understand that it is that marketing cost. And if you actually, you know, say you just sell them the product at your cost, the reality is you're still getting free marketing. And so you have to find kind of, you know, as the maker where that balance is for you. Um, because you should expect, I mean, a lot of the, the you know, the boxes out there are going to ask for you to work with them at cost mm-hmm. um, and ask for you to work with them below wholesale. Um, and it's a great marketing tool. It's a wonderful marketing tool, especially if the, if the boxes you're working with have a, a good following or they've got good influencers they work with. I mean, you know, the, the influencer is king right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if they love something and, and they're pushing it out to their, you know, followers, um, that's gold. Yeah, definitely. So as someone who does curate these sort of boxes for anyone who's interested in perhaps being part of a box that's not their own, but is, you know, so crate joys, for example, what do you look for? What are some of the things um, that you look for in a product? Um, in a product, you know, it, it's, for me, it has to go with the kind of the demographic, my target market. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have an aesthetic that, like, I'll take my, again, my lifestyle box, for example. Um, you know, Lily had an aesthetic. I had a target subscriber that, that I wanted, and I knew what she liked or he liked. Um, and so when I was looking for products, it was, you know, first off, does it fit the theme? And second of all is the aesthetic. And it's as superficial, honestly, as packaging. Mm-hmm. Um, if the packaging is great and you've got a good product in there, it's better than having a great product and bad packaging. Mm. Um, and I think that that, and that's the same way. I mean, when you even look at like, you know, if you look at websites for, you know, if you're a maker and you're looking for boxes to be a part of, mm-hmm. look at their website. Is their website pretty? Are their, pic- are their pictures pretty? How's their Instagram? Mm. You know, you want to be a part of something that fits your aesthetic as well. Um, and so I think that should honestly go both ways. Yeah. Yeah. People have to pay attention to whether they think they'll be a good fit for it and whether they think it's going to be worthwhile. You know, you're, you're taking a risk here. Um, you know, you may have to make a high volume of products at cost or below, as you said. So you really want to make sure the company is, um, you know, doing the hard yards to to get the word out there and actually, like you said, has some good influences on board who will hopefully, again, re-Instagram or reshare your products uh, on top of that. Um, 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and don't be afraid to like, you know, you know, as a maker, don't be afraid if, if you like they say, this is our marketing program. And this is what we can offer you in exchange. Don't be afraid to say, hey, listen, you know, I usually don't work at this kind of a, a cost. Can you guys throw in some extra marketing for me? Mm-hmm. Can you maybe have one of your influencers do a, a special blog post? Um, you can definitely wheel and deal. I mean, most of these folks have a budget they can work with um, and, and they're going to work with you so that they can get, you know, what they need as well as what you need. That's a great point. Um, I love that. So many makers are really like shy about, you know, doing that sort of thing. So I think the thing to remember is, you know, it's business. You need to just look out for yourself as well and realize that um, you're helping each other out. You know, it's, it's not a one way street there. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So, you know, with influences and things like that and with the packaging, I, sorry, I just want to come back to that because that's really stuck in my mind as something that uh, a lot of makers – um, struggle with. So, you know, when you think about walking into a traditional retail store and looking around at stuff that's boxed up already, um, you know, it really is all about the packaging because you can't often see the product inside. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas when you go into like a handmade boutique or something, most of the stuff is is just there. Like the products aren't packaged or anything like that. But obviously when you're going to be sending it out in a box, it's got to be packaged up. So, what sort of things should people be thinking about with their packaging? I mean, a lot of makers do very kind of rough and ready handmade packaging as well. I mean, is that sort of up to scratch or do you need like professionally printed stuff or professionally professionally made packaging? You know, I think that a lot of what I would see, and, I, and I'll talk specifically to the beauty industry because mm-hmm. that's what I've worked primarily with. Um, a lot of what I would see are these great products in these actually fairly simple clean bottles, but then the the all of the, the marketing on them, you know, all the labeling on them would be poorly printed on a very bad inkjet printer. Um, it would have a Comic Sans font on it. Oh, God. Um, and, it, and it would have seven, you know, it would be it would be one of those things where it just looked, it looked outdated. Um, and it looked, it, it looked a little chintzy. Mm. And, you know, despite it could be the best product I've ever tried, but there's no way I could have gotten that past my subscribers that are paying $49 a month for this mm. box. Um, and so really what it, you know, look at what's out there. You know, I'd say in the beauty business, like, Look at what you're seeing at the Sephora stores or look at what you're seeing at the natural you know, stores, whoever is in that market that you're in, um, and look at their packaging. Are they using really clean lines? Are they using really bold colors? Um, you know, you truthfully want to, to a certain extent, mimic the guys that are doing it right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and I think that's, you know, we, we see it all the time here. It's, it's about the pictures. It's about what comes through on the Internet. Um, it's about what it looks like when you open that box. And so, you know, I think that, that being aware of what's going on around you. Um, and paying attention to, you know, kind of quote unquote, who you want to be mm-hmm. um, and packaging accordingly is really important. You know, it needs to look professional, especially if you want that, you know, that repurchase. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, when you think about boxes, like what you said earlier uh, is really quite fun and true that you know it's everything you want but nothing you need (laughs) generally speaking people subscribing they're not doing it because they need your stuff they're doing it because they love your brand or they love what you do and it's fun for them it's some sort of it's an enjoyment indulgence thing generally speaking I would imagine so it's really important to make the entire process enjoyable and indulgent as well. And I think that comes down to um, the process that they go through, but also the unboxing. I think I feel like unboxing is a really important part of this process. And, you know, you see people, a lot of subscribers to subscription boxes, they'll, they'll do their beautiful flat lay, you know, on Instagram of, of uh, mm-hmm. the stuff that's, that's in there. So is that something that you really think about that unboxing experience and how to make it wonderful? 
Oh, it's huge. It is a huge piece of the puzzle. Um, you know, I, I've seen people jump through insane hoops. I mean, I, you know, the box for Lily was $6. It had a, a grow green ribbon and a wax seal on it. Wow. Um, and the reason being is that we wanted that aesthetic. You know, we were catering to a customer that expected that. Um, and I see it here. I mean, we have boxes come in all the time because we're doing various promotions for the different merchants that have their boxes on our platform. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and, and I see everything from a plain craft box with a really beautiful sticker um, to custom boxes that are printed with logos. You know, if you get a box in the mail, and plus, you know, we all like to get mail now because you never get anything <laughs> other than bills. Yep. <laughs> um, and so, you know, when you get this box in the mail and it's this plain craft box and somebody stuck, you know, a little sticker from HEB and some watchy tape on it. You're kind of like, well, that was great. I'm so glad I spent this money. Um, but if you, you know, open it up and you get this beautiful box with this grow grain ribbon that you can actually reuse or that, you know, it, it, it just makes everything better that day. It makes you happy that you came home and checked the mail. Mm. Um, and I think, too, it initially colors your experience for what's going to be in the box. Mm. If you open it and it's gorgeous on the outside, you know that when you get it open, it's going to be, you know, super awesome on the inside because you already have that good feeling. Yeah. And with the like with the subscription by the month model i'm imagining people can kind of cancel any time with that so you want to be keeping them excited exactly i mean they really can they can they can decide to leave whenever they want to and they will and sometimes they'll cancel for silly reasons i mean mm. you know their box was delayed by 2 weeks or a week or a day um you know <laughs> or they didn't like one product then they got in and i mean the truth is people are fickle and it is mm. it's because this is a want not a need yeah, exactly. And you really need to understand that and understand your customer. I mean, kind of what are the big, um, I hate to use the term pain points, it's not really the best term, but what are, what are the sort of things that you're aiming for with your marketing to get people to buy these boxes? What are the, what are the, the sort of elements that you're aiming for with your marketing? You know, it really kind of depends on your target customer. Mm. Um, you know, when you're, when you're marketing them, you know, I, I feel like, it's about giving them something that they enjoy. And that's really what it is. It's pure enjoyment. There mm-hmm. is no need. And so it's finding out, you know, do they love to travel? Do they, you know, do they love makeup? Do they love this? How do they, you know, and how do they consume it? Do they tend to be the folks that shop on Amazon? Do they tend to go into the store and go to Sephora? Like, how can you give them, how can you mimic that experience that they really enjoy? Because um, you can market to them in all kinds of avenues. I mean, I've done everything from event-based marketing with Lily um, and throwing parties at, you know, nice hotels and, and having champagne and introducing people to the box um, to doing, you know, targeted Facebook ads um, and doing like gifts with purchase was a great way to do some marketing because, mm-hmm. you know, in the beauty business, um, that's very common. If you go into a department store, they have, you know, the Clinique specials where you get, you know, your little <laughs> bag and everything. Um, and so in the beauty industry, it's very common. So instead of doing like a promotion where it was a, you know, buy one, get one free or whatever, we did a gift with purchase. So it's like you get your first box and you get a, a brand new eyeshadow. Um, mm-hmm. And everybody wants something for free, even if they're already getting the box at a discount. <laughs> so it's a really good way to, to market. But yeah, know your target market and know who it is that that you're shooting for and what it is that they like to do. And I mean, everything from like, do they do yoga? Do they like, do they have mm-hmm. kids? Where do they work? Where do they shop? That kind of stuff. Yeah. So coming up with like, as you should have already a clear customer avatar of who it is you are selling to and just being really aware of what they want and what they enjoy and um, what's going to draw them in 
Um, and what your, I think your unique selling point as well with your particular product or craft, you know, what is it about a subscription or a subscription box specifically with your products that people will enjoy? Um, going back to the whole, uh, you know, yarn thing because people who like to knit and crochet are usually are pretty addicted to it and do it on a really regular basis. Mm-hmm. So by getting something in the mail, it keeps feeding their, their positive addiction. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly what it is. Yeah. <laughs> So, and that's why, you know, you'll kind of keep them excited. And I think also um, fostering this sense of like being some part of a special club or an insider's sort of a thing is important um, because that makes people feel special. So, you know, how do you sort of foster that sort of feeling as well? Um, I think that has a lot to do now with, with social engagement. You know, I mean, we the, the Facebook community is, is a huge thing. Um, and, and I think that's the best way to do it. I mean, that and emails. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's since you can't touch these people, you know, in person a lot because they're all over the country, um, if not all over the world, um, being able to, to keep them engaged that way and, you know, letting them know, you know, doing sneak peeks on your socials and, and talking to them and being really engaging um, and, and producing great content. I mean, if you know who your target market is and your target subscriber, um, you can introduce them to other things they might like, whether it's, you know, the brands that you're going to be participating with, whether it's vacations you like to take. I mean, there's a whole lot of things you can do to really make that community um, happen online. Mm-hmm. Um, and keeping, again, it's keeping them engaged. It's, you know, they get that box every month. Well, they might see a new post from you every day on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, engaging, you know, I see a lot of brands that definitely post on Facebook. Um, but a lot that don't truly engage their, their customers and their followers, um, and, and participate with them in kind of day-to-day life, I think is really key. Mm, yeah. And especially these days, it's just, it's sort of the number one marketing tool out there. Even you, even enormous brands go to, you know, efforts to get that personal touch and have that engagement with people these days, because that's what's working. So that is a really important point. Um, so I want to talk about actual backend and delivery and things like that. Uh, how do people go about, you know, actually selling this stuff and actually getting it out to their customers? Um, there are a couple of different ways. I mean, when you get down to the kind of nitty gritty, um, you know, there's a lot of our merchants on the on the platform for CrateJoy right now that work out of their home, mm-hmm. um, that order their products in and set up their extra bedroom. I mean, I've seen boxes packed on dining room tables, <laughs> um, you know, all kinds of stuff. I mean, when we started with Beauty Box, it was done that way. Um, eventually, we ended up getting into a small warehouse mm-hmm. um, and then eventually up to a fulfillment center. Um, but I've also seen brands start immediately with a fulfillment center just because, you know, there's a lot of people, especially makers, I think, that have day jobs. Yeah. Um, and, you know, this is kind of their their side hustle. And uh, and it's hard to kind of do it themselves. And so, I mean, there, there are a lot of options. People employ their families. Um, but, yeah, it, it comes down to, you know, designating a space for yourself and figuring out, you know, because you're going to start out small. Mm. I mean, you know, kind of our goal, the way we kind of, you know, we, we work it for our, our incoming merchants is that we have a, a website called subscriptionschool.com. Um, and there's a lot of tools on subscription school, it's webinars and blogs that kind of, you know, introduce people to the idea of how to start a subscription box. Okay. Um, and there's wonderful information there um, for folks that are interested in kind of figuring out how it all works and kind of setting up a plan to, to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but it truly does. It looks different for a lot of people. Um, and you kind of have to be you have to be flexible. But a lot of times you end up living in your subscription box for a little while. <laughs> yeah. Like any new project, it can kind of take over a little bit. <laughs> So exactly. was that subscriptionschool.com? 
Yes. Okay, awesome. We'll link to that in the show notes as well because I highly recommend people check that out. I'm sure there's a lot of stuff there that could be super useful. So obviously people can, you know, sell via their own website or sell via Etsy or something like that. Um, what are the benefits with, you know, for example, going through someone like Create Joy and actually selling your box through a, a third party rather than doing it yourself? Um, you know, I mean, I, I will tell you there's benefits to both sides. Mm. I've run a subscription box using, you know, uh, Shopify and a WordPress site before. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and the difference between something like that and working with CrateJoy is that when you do something on your own, if you're linking a Shopify to a, to a WordPress, you have to know WordPress. A lot of times you're probably going to have to hire somebody to help set up the website and mm. then possibly link it to your Shopify. Um, and you're going to have to learn Shopify. You've got a lot of information you're going to have to take on to do this yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you add on that you want to, you know, you've got to also learn how to use your, um, if you have an outside payment processor outside of Shopify. I mean, there's there's a lot of different pieces there. Um, the nice thing about using a platform like CreateJoy is that we have everything for you. It's built into the platform. So you can build your website. You can build your um, landing page for your launch. Mm-hmm. Um, you can manage your customers. You can manage everything on your back end, including your shipments. You can get everything together to print out your labels. Um, you know, you do, of course, pay a monthly fee for the service. Um, but in the grand scheme of things, it takes all of that extra time that you're going to have to spend and money possibly kind of mm. learning and growing on those other tools. Um, we take that hassle out for you. And so that's the really nice piece. So you kind of like the, the Etsy of subscription boxes really for people. It's kind of a good way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, that's good. And so when people, um, I'm just curious myself. So when people do work through you, do they send the products, the, the boxes out to the customers themselves? It's not like a drop shipping model, is it? Or is it? Correct. No, the, no, no. The, we do everything. We do everything outside of sourcing your products and then packing and shipping your boxes. Okay. Yep. 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 I just wanted to to clarify that for people. So yeah, that's awesome. Excellent. Um, well, we've covered a lot of stuff in this uh, episode. It's been really super helpful. Are there any last bits of advice that you'd have for people, especially makers, obviously, who are curious about setting up a subscription box and seeing how it goes with their business? Go ahead and try it. You know, find mm. yourself a box that maybe has a smaller reach. Um, you know, maybe 100 subscribers, maybe 150 subscribers. Find something that's manageable for yourself um, and go ahead and give it a shot. You won't know what it's going to be like until you've tried it. Um, and I think a lot of makers are intimidated um, mm. to just kind of reach out. You know, find that box, do some research um, and talk to them about their marketing and what they've got going on. And then, and then you know, do it. Go ahead and give it a try. Um, on top of that, the one caveat I will add um, if you're going to do anything where people are coming back to your website, make sure there's a discount code they promote for you or something mm. so you can track the traffic that's coming back from your promotion. Ah, that's a really good point. Yeah, otherwise you'll have no idea whether yep. it's working or not. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that's always a frustrating thing like with advertising. If you're you know, advertising in a magazine or something like that, people are like, how do I know if it works? Well, yeah, unless you give some sort of code, you, you don't know. It's not like the internet. We're so used to being able to see where those clicks are coming from. Um, exactly. But it's a, diff- a different world. So, And obviously here, you know, there's, there's two different models we've talked about. There's the becoming part of someone else's box and then there's running your own. Do you think there's a benefit to, to just trying it with someone else's first so you don't have to like do all the setup work before you do your own 
Oh, of course. Mm. Of course. I mean, you're, you're already making all the products yourself. You're, you're probably a busy person to begin with. <laughs> um, but it helps you learn the ins and outs. I mean, it's mm. interesting to see how other people run their subscription boxes. It gives you an idea of like, you know, what percentage people are buying at and how they're doing their outreach and how they're, you know, getting a hold of their influencers. Um, you know, what their programs look like. You always learn something from working with someone else. And so you're better suited to set up your own box if you've already worked with a couple. And now I'm curious because I'm, I'm obviously, uh, you know, thinking about people who are going, oh, okay, well, I want to be part of a box. How do I find them? Well, my first answer would obviously be Googling it. But is there anywhere out there people can look for like a list of subscription boxes or anything like that that they might be interested there in? There actually is. Oh. So on the other side of the CreateJoy platform, we actually have a CreateJoy market. Oh. Um, and so you can actually go on there and we have – hundreds, if not thousands of subscription boxes that um, have their own websites, but also host in our marketplace. Ah. So you can search by category, you can search by product, you can search by name. Um, It's a really good place to kind of go and and see what's out there. Um, And it's a good place to start. I mean, you can always, once you kind of find the themes, do some more Googling outside of it. Um, But you've got a lot of options on on the CreateJoy marketplace. Okay, that's awesome. So people can kind of nosy around and find other boxes that might be a good fit for them and uh, approach them. Exactly. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show today, Felicity. That was really, really fantastic. It actually got me excited again about the idea of subscriptions. <laughs> <It's> been, <laughs> <Love it. laughs> I'm like, no, no, I don't have time for that. Well, maybe I do. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I mean, wonderful. Good, I'm glad. (laughs) uh, I I do. I have a membership site, so that's a digital subscription, and I I enjoy obviously that. So that's that's a nice thing. But uh, yeah, maybe uh, maybe I'll look at getting some of my jewelry into a subscription. But I'm going to go check out the great joy marketplace and have a look there. Wonderful. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, obviously, it's uh, CrateJoy.com that we want people to go check out. Um, and we'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. And if you have any follow-up questions, please don't hesitate to uh, leave a comment on the show notes or send me an email. And, uh, yeah, we can go from there. So thanks, Felicity. Have an awesome evening. And uh, bye for now. Thanks. You too. Huge thanks again for, to Felicity for coming on the show and chatting with me. Uh, I think we covered some great stuff in that episode. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, I would love to hear from you. Head on over to the blog, creatinthrive.com. Look for episode 94 of the podcast and leave your comments there. Uh, also, it would mean so much to me if you would take a minute or two to leave a review on the uh, podcast listening service of choice iTunes if you listen via iTunes um, it would be really awesome uh, to hear what you have to say about the podcast I always love reading you know feedback from you guys and you know if you ever have ideas about stuff you'd like me to talk about on the podcast or people you'd like me to interview don't hesitate to tell me you know shoot me an email just at createandthrive.com send me your ideas I make this podcast for you to help you and you might have a brilliant idea about something that could really help other people or you may know of somebody you'd love to hear from uh, you'd love me to talk to that I don't know about I don't know everybody so please do introduce me to to new people and or yourself maybe you have a great story about how you've grown your successful craft business Uh, In that case, 
let me know. I'd love to hear from you. Okay, I hope you have a wonderful week. I'm going to head off and uh, as I record this, I'm just about to finish the March workshop for the Thriver Circle. So I better get cracking and get that done. Thanks so much for listening. As always, it's lovely to be with you. I'm Jess Van Den. This is the Create and Thrive podcast and goodbye for now.